and we're going to do it now. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so I'm a big fan of this YouTube channel called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. I think I've showed you them before. And yeah. it's this it's this contest that combines the nerdiness of movie trivia with the theatrics of, you know, wrestling entertainment. And in order to uh, and, and in order to uh, get excited about the Batman, they decided to do an exhibition match with just Batman trivia questions. And I was listening to that and I thought, you know who could do kind of well in this? So I prepared 25 questions about the Cape Crusader. <laughs> Deal, I want to. I, I, I want to see how you do in them. So this is the closest I'm going to get to hosting the movie trivia showdown. So are you ready? I'm down. All right. Number one, Bruce Wayne's parents died outside of what theater? Gotham theater? Like that's, I've never. The Monarch, the Monarch theater. Two, who played Two-Face in Batman Forever? Oh God, Tommy Lee Jones, unfortunately. Yes. What is Alfred the Butler's last name? Pennyworth. Correct. In the in Batman the Animated Series, what was the name of the man who killed Batman? Oh, Sid the Squid. Correct. His full name was Sidney Debris, but Sid the Squid, yeah. <laughs> in what Batman film will you see Batman using the Bat credit card? God, what's the, the, the piece of shit one? Is it uh, Batman Forever? No, it's Batman or Robin. Robin. Oh, I'll give you that one. In oh, Dark, in Ralph the Kilmore is in the first one. George Clooney yeah. is in the second one. Yeah. In the Dark Knight Rises, what was the name of the fake name used by Thalia Al Ghul during the movie? Oh my God! No, 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 no! no. Give me a second here. <laughs> oh God! It would all just call her Talia. Um. Fuck! I don't know. I. I Miranda Tate. Oh, that's right. I remember thinking, like, why Tate? Like, Tate sounds so dirty. <laughs> it's Tate, not Tate. It's, uh, it's very close. <laughs> Who is the only actor to have played Batman both in live action and voiced him in an animated project? Oh, uh, Kevin Conroy. Adam West. What? No, Kevin Conroy played him uh, in, in the, the Arrowverse. You know what? I'll give you that one. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Even Completely. the questions are wrong. I'm right. Completely forgot about that one. <laughs> hey, who played who played Commissioner Gordon in Dark Knight trilogy? Uh fucking Sears Black. He has a name. <laughs> no, he doesn't. His name Sears Black. <laughs> it's Gary Oldman. Okay, <laughs> that next. One. Okay. What is the Bad Hound's name? Oh, Ace. Absolutely. You would you would know that. Okay, in Batman the Animated Series, what was the name of the episode where the villains get together to play poker and tell Batman stories? Uh, almost got him. That's correct. That's my favorite episode. Uh, mine too, actually. In the Lego Batman movie, Batman's life lesson number two is vigilantes don't have... Friends? Bedtimes. Mm, fair. Who I directed... What? <laughs> I've never seen the Lego Batman movie, actually. Oh my God, it's so good. Who directed Batman 1989? Uh, I got Tim Burton. Yes. What was the name? What is the name of the Penguins nightclub? Uh, the Iceberg Lounge and or Forty Four Below. That is correct. What's uh? Oh, oh, in the Dark Knight, how many total criminals are seen assaulting the bank wearing painted clown masks? Are we including the one on the roof? Yes. The ones on the roofs. 
Yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Are we counting the one with the, the bus driver? Yes. I'm going to say eight. It's actually six. Wasn't there three on top? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. What superhero team did Batman found with Metamorpho and Black Lightning? Uh, the Justice League of America? The Outsiders. Hmm. Was that with Lobo? And no, but that was with Lobo, Black Canary, Vixen, and the Ray. I got these questions from Wikipedia. Don't don't like. I'm, I'm assuming that they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia can be wrong. I know because I like that comic book. He chose Black Canary <laughs> to lead the team. <laughs> In Batman Begins, what type of martial art uh, employs theatrics and explosive powders that Bruce learns at the start of the film? Uh, theatricality. What is the name of the martial art? Oh, uh, Keisai. I believe that's what it's called. It's called Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu? Oh. <laughs> what is the Joker's real name in Batman 1989? I don't know. Jack Napier. Jack Napier, son of a bitch. Okay. Played by <laughs> Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I, say, I was actually going to say fucking Joe Chill, but I'm like, no, no, that's the one that shot him. <laughs> uh, what Batman villain carps a tally mark somewhere on himself for each one of his victims? Oh, Victor says. Correct. In Batman Returns, at the end of the film, how many of Catwoman's nine lives are left according to her? Three? One. Ah. I knew Harvey Dent is the first line of what Batman movie? Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. That's correct. Who is Mogo? The Living Planet? The Bat Ape. What? There's a storyline where Batman and Robin sneak into the Gotham Zoo and, a, and an ape follows them back into the Batcave and the Batcave finds one of Batman's capes, puts it on, and helps them solve a crime. But his, his name, name is Mogo? His name is Mogo the Bat Ape. What? Yes. You learn something new every day, don't you? Wait, I, I also want to do this. Look, Mogo the Living Planet. It's a Green Lantern thing, too. Yeah, but we're in Batman territory, not Green Lantern. God damn it. I'm sorry. My, my comic book knowledge is so vast. <laughs> in Batman Begins, Russell Gould says, Gentlemen, time to spread the word. And the word is... God, say that one, one more time. In the bat in Batman Begins, Russell Gould says, "Gentlemen, time to spread the word." And the word is death, panic. Oh, what is Hardy Quinn's degree in? Oh, psychology. But it's a uh, criminal psychology. It's a PhD. Uh, oh, nah, PhD. I got you though. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Uh, in one of the many flashback scenes in The Mask of the Phantasm, we see the first time that young Bruce Wayne met Andrea Beaumont. Where did they meet? The cemetery. That's correct. And last question, who created Batman? Uh, Bob, Finger, Bob Kane and Bill Finger? That's correct. All right, you got... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I know we're ready to be going off faster, motherfucker. Eleven, twelve, 
13, 14, 15. You got 15 out of 25. That's pretty good. I've got bullshit on some good. of those. I've got bullshit. Mongo the Living Planet, man. <laughs> I've got bullshit on some of that. All right. Also, Bonus question. Oh, shoot. Are you ready? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for welcoming us onto your screens, onto your headphones, through whatever app, however means. My name is Eddie. And I'm Chema, reviewing The, the Batman. Batman. And, and this, this is, the is the rollback. So, The Batman unmasked the truth. In his second year of fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing the serial killer known as the Riddler. So, Eddie, we have The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, of course, being well-known for doing uh, the, Planet, the new Planet of the Apes trilogy, uh, Cloverfield, the, 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 the Let Me In remake, and we have Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, um, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell. We have this big cast. We have this big budget. We have possibly one of the new and darkest incarnations of Batman ever seen on the big screen. One of the most anticipated movies, I think, for a long time. What do we think of the Batman? Can you hear me properly? I just want to make sure I got a warning on my mic. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. So I, I remember um, there was a time when I said, I don't envy whoever has to follow up Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like, I don't envy who has to do that. Like, I don't know how you're going to follow that. There was a time where I thought, I don't know who the hell is going to be able to follow up uh, Christian Bale's Batman. But Ben Affleck technically hasn't had to yet. He hasn't had any solo films. And I thought, I, I don't envy whoever has to follow the Joker. And now I watch this film and I'm like, I don't envy who the fuck has to follow this thing. This beast, this mammoth, this behemoth, this, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bust out all my compliments real quick. This, I would say might be, I was watching this film and I just remember thinking at some point, two hours in, I like broke myself out of the film for just a moment. Like while, while uh, Batman and Catwoman are talking and it's like, he's my father or whatever. Like they're having that conversation. And I remember thinking, this is his magnum opus. Like, this, I'm watching someone's masterpiece right now. I'm watching a piece, a genuine piece of cinema history at this moment. Like, I'm going to remember where I was, what I was doing when I saw this film. And I'm going to be able to be like, like, this is like when someone went to go watch The Godfather for the first time in theaters back in the 70s. And they're like, oh, this movie might be good on Christmas Day. And they go watch it and they're just like, this is amazing. I feel like that. And it's so rare I get to have that experience where I watch something and I know I'm watching history. This is one of those moments for me. All right. Well, um, this is not a surprise, but I'm going to echo everything you said. This was wonderful. This was an exercise in world building. This was an exercise in character. This was an <clears throat> exercise in... Uh, capturing all these uh, feelings to create a new story that, of course, it's inspired by the, some of the greatest Batman mythos. You can see uh, shades of uh, shades of uh, year one, 
You can see shades of the long Halloween. You can see shades of like a lot of, uh, of famous Batman storylines. And it's so rare that you see a project where all the pieces flow well, like all the pieces work perfectly. This is probably, um, I don't like to say this is the darkest that we've ever seen uh, a character because I feel like that's so played out, but it is a mood and an atmosphere that it is so appropriate to this character, so appropriate to this time period and so appropriate to just the world that they're living. Um, I would go as far as to say that Gotham feels like a character in itself. This is the dirtiest, um, grossest, and darkest that we've seen Gotham City, um, almost to the point where you're wondering, like, why is this guy doing everything that he can to save this city that honestly should be burned to the ground? Like, it's so horrible. And But you believe in this guy. You believe that he wants to do the right thing and that he is doing the right thing, at least in his own in his own head and it all works because the cast is good it works because the direction is excellent the pacing is great for being an almost three hour movie like two for two hour 45 minutes uh plus credits like it it doesn't feel like three hours like it didn't went by like that but i did enjoy every second that it took uh the score might be one of my favorite Batman scores ever. Like not like right under the animated series. I think it, it might be one of my favorite scores. Uh, uh, I think it's that one. Uh, I think it's the animated series. This one, uh, uh, burdens, and um, and then like all and all the others because Jesus Christ, it's so good. Um, one of my favorite Batmobiles, probably my favorite Batmobile ever. <laughs> uh, man, like I can tell you like a lot of things that I like, but. I know that it will be better if you just, you talk and then I just, you know, follow up on that. So <clears throat> I think to, to surprise to no one, we both agree. This is a beast of a movie. It's oh. <laughs> I'm a little sad now though. Why? Cause it's over. <laughs> I can't experience it for the first time again. And, and no matter how many times I rewatch this, I'm never going to have those butterflies in my stomach the first time. <laughs> like, no, like, okay. Nikki, God bless her. She even said, like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? You're like, you're smiling. I know, I'm enjoying it. He just beat that guy to death with a hammer. <laughs> why are you smiling at this? Because, okay, look, and, and, and uh, hey, go back to our uh, Nightmare Alley review. You know, yeah. I love detective movies. They're so rare, but I love them when I get them. Um... And uh, spoiler alert here, Death on the Nile was not the murder mystery I was hoping for. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Alley was not the murder mystery I was hoping for. You know, uh, fucking, uh, um, what's that other one? Uh, Last Night in Soho was not the murder mystery I thought I was expecting. This movie, fuck. Like, like I remember the first time I watched Seven. Mm-hmm. And it was like, th- this movie was very much in that realm. It's just it was it was great. I want I want to start from the beginning and work our way through it. But sorry, fuck Matt Reeves. Like give this man an unlimited. Write this man a blank check and say what do you want to do next. Um, so let's start with the opening scene. The, the Riddler's fucking horrifying. Like you see someone looking through a microscope and then breathing. I thought initially it was Batman. Yeah. Like like I thought he was like doing some surveillance or something, and then uh, the the mayor he's watching TV. 
and he walks and you see the Riddler right behind him. And he just, if you don't notice, I don't know if he did, his eyes don't fucking blink at all. Whenever the Riddler's yeah. in that mode with the mask, he doesn't fucking blink. And he's just like, hey, folks, I know you can't see, like, you can't see me, but my eyes are just bulging and I'm just like looking to the side and it's just Take like, that, oh my yeah. God. Um, so right from the get-go and also funny story right after he starts beating to beating with the with the cart with the the hammer carpet thingy whatever mm-hmm. um the i saw about eight people walk out of the theater like with kids <laughs> with young children in an imax theater where those tickets are fucking expensive they are they were like no 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 and i see one lady with like the like a kid in her arm and a little girl in her hand and then i see another family like walking out like no 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 not this not this no because they assume it's a Batman movie. It's like, yeah, it yeah. is, but motherfucker, this ain't your dad's Batman movie. Yeah. Oh god! And right from the get go, they just they hit everything going, and you get a sense of of the the occasion. You know the effect Batman is having. He said yeah, in the trailer, you know that's not just a signal; it's a warning. And while criminals are committing crimes, and they see that, they're like, oh my god, they think he's in the shadows. They think he's everywhere. Fear is his best tool. And finally, when he does appear, you know, with these thugs. They try to step up, and boy, does he slap them the fuck down. Oh, God. And when the, when the first time when he steps, you hear the weight in his boots, and it's like this menacing, typically something like that, like those heavy steps, like that hulking presence, is saved for like a bad guy that you have to overcome. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. He is the bad guy they have to overcome. Yes. That's the best part. Yes. yes. And like in their eyes, they, they, they feel that, yeah. And also the score is so reminiscent, and I don't like this, but I don't like the character, Darth Vader. I don't. But the score... My family said the same thing. Like, it sounds like the Imperial March. Yeah. It does. And Nikki said the same thing, right? When you're thinking, like, did they rip off Darth Vader? I'm like, they Darth Vader ripped off Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, like 40 years, but sure. (laughs) Fuck them. But no, like, like, because it is... That score, when you hear it, should put the fear of God in you. And for those criminals, when they see him, they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, and we just, we hit the ground running from there. I'm sorry. I'm taking over your thoughts. No, no, no. I want to hear yours. But, okay, here's the thing about my my thoughts on on the opening. Uh, First of all, I love that there's no flashback to Batman's parents getting killed i'm so sick of seeing the pearls i'm so sick of seeing uh baby bruce just uh, crying in the in 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 the alley i like that they skip that because they know that we know it okay yeah i adore that he has a voiceover narration because it feels like a neo-noir like all detectives are yes i love that he has that that narration like like it starts like he's it's like it's like uh gotham like it sucks but it's no but, but it's home like all that shit like <laughs> it's so pulpy and so like you can tell because he's batman is such a diva like he is he is like he would do that and it's important and this is the closest that we've seen to seeing uh something like the batman from uh, from the arkham asylum game like take take place like he looks like he reminds me of of that batman um down to the voice like he's no like robert Pattinson is no kevin conroy but there are parts where like you can kind of see that voice kind of coming out yeah um i love his opening narration i love uh how the the weight that that he feels and you know what i love that we finally have a batman that sits down and looks at clues in a big stack of dusty old files like that 
is so so detective, so noir, so uh, so wonderfully rich. I can't believe it took them that long to like just have like a Batman that like walks into the crime scene and like looks around and like starts putting things together and like very quietly moves. There's a lot of shots in this movie that are slow on purpose. Like every time the Batman sees like one of those envelopes that says to the Batman and he like opens the cage, like puts his hand in and like reaches out. Like you can, you can cut those, but the fact that they stay there really make you like dwell into the atmosphere and how everything feels. So I love that. I love, uh, uh, this is one of the strongest opening scenes in I think any superhero movie ever. Um, Cause it's great. Uh, you, you mentioned the Riddler, the Riddler is fan fucking fantastic i love paul dano he's really one of the strongest actors that we have and he he knocks it out of the park do you want to hear something funny that happened sure. when i was watching this movie sure. i was watching it and we see the the we see the riddler with the mask the entire time and um it's not until the end where we finally see him without a mask and you know he has this like kind of like kind of a baby face like he's he's, he's uh paul dano has that kind of face and he has these clear glasses and I went to see it with my sister and with my parents mm-hmm. and my dad turns to me and you know what he said? What? He said, he looks like your friend, Eddie. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> no joke. He was like, he looks like your friend, Eddie. <laughs> Remind me of that the next time I see your father. We have a good Absolutely. Have a conversation. Absolutely, yeah. No, but like, no joke. So, like so, Mister, so, Mister the Chema, you say I look like the serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we have Paul Dano's Riddler. He's great. I gotta talk about Jeffrey Wright. That's Jim Gordon. Get 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 back, Luna. Okay. I I'm sorry. Okay. That, that was that was that was a funny kick in the balls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I had, to, okay. I had to get that laugh out. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. let's pull back. Right. Let's, let's talk let's about the, maybe okay. the best Jim Gordon ever. Possibly the greatest Jim Gordon. I mean, I love Gary Oldman. You know, I've loved like a lot of. I I, I, I love the J.K. Simmons, but Jesus Christ, Jeffrey Wright is such a presence. He's so strong. He's so like it, like like. I like that him and Batman like are this like duo. Like he is like as important and as heavy to the to the police department and to like everyone else as batman is and random i like that i like that he refers to batman as man like they're just buddies you know just <laughs> solving cases yeah. um. <laughs> like i can imagine them going to like chili's and like calling ahead of time like making reservations like yeah bad boys for eight at two <laughs> for table for two um i like the relationship that they have yeah it's funny because he has like the most <clears throat> dorky is not the right word for it, but he has the most like dad Jim Gordon ever. I agree. Like, like if that yeah. makes sense. Like, like he's a badass. Like you want him on your side, but also like I, I don't know. He has that weird presence of about him. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> what's it called? There's a it's the mustache. <laughs> it's the not only that's the way he carries himself. He's not cool, but he's like he's like, he's a he's a good dude. Have the, did you see the tweet that, that he put out? Oh, the one like this, this is the most Jim Gordon picture I've ever taken. Like, yes! <laughs> like, look, that, that is who James Gordon is. That is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love that. So, no, yeah. okay. So, I mean, okay. So, real quick, I want to touch on this just so I can, like, shit talk for a moment here. 
People okay. were mad that Jeffrey Wright was cast as James Gordon because he's African American. Go fuck yourselves. He he's an incredible actor. Like he's an incredible he talent. Shut the fuck up. Like, did you not love this this film? Did you not enjoy his relationship? No. Then fuck off. You can be like the thing about Jim Gordon is that his race is not particularly important about him. His mustache so really could, is what's important. His mustache is important. I do agree. It's like it's, it's like what we did the Uncharted review, and I was like, Sully's mustache is important for a reason. It really isn't, but like I just wanted to make a point. <laughs> In this one, I think it does help because like you see him, and if you had no idea who Jim Gordon was and you looked at him, you would be like, Yeah, that's a Jim Gordon. Like that's that's, that's him, yeah. You, you know, we should have we should have an entire podcast episode dedicated to debating who is the best Jim Gordon. Who has the best mustache? Is it Gary Oldman's? Um, is it J.K. Simmons? We don't need to because this guy wins. <laughs> does like, he, he really does. Does yes. he though? J.K. Simmons' mustache though. That, that big am, white one. I am prepared to be old. like... To, to, to be like, some of the elements in this movie are some of my favorite Batman elements of all time. I am ready to say, so far... Jim Gordon, the Batmobile, I am ready to say, like, those might be my favorite, like, Fair. of those that have ever existed, yeah. You know what I love? Uh, you know, we'll get to the Batmobile in a minute. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll remember this. Okay. I have thoughts on that. Oh, I have some thoughts on that. Okay, so th this movie is the first huge attempt. In the comics, there are plenty of stories. Yeah. But on big screen media, and I'm including movies in this, I'm including the TV show, we so rarely get to see Batman being the world's greatest detective. It's not very common that we get to see it. Yeah, and we started I, like we started like games like Arkham Asylum, like that one, like really leaned into that. Yeah, but I think this is the first movie that like really leans into that. And but the thing is, I love how okay. So we used to say that uh, that Christopher Nolan's Batman is the most grounded Batman ever. No, this is. I think this is the most grounded Batman we've ever seen to a point where after his after his night out, he's writing in a journal so he can remember everything. I love that because it's like no, he's not an instantaneous genius. He like he has to go and work through shit. Like he has to remember stuff. Yeah. His contacts, he records everything and he goes back and plays it back. Yeah. He doesn't have a perfect memory. He's just like no, I just have a means of recording shit and review and reviewing it. Yeah, and the clues and like printing like if he comes back with the cipher, you know, Gordon's gonna be like, how the fuck did you figure it out? You saw it once. He's not gonna tell Gordon. Well, I, I actually have cameras in these. Like I, I record yeah. everything. Like that's yeah. I'm, I'm not it, as impressive as you think I am. It built up his mythos though. Yeah, it makes him feel like larger than life. Yeah, you know, but because if, if you saw this just from the perspective of like Gordon or someone else, like it does break that that like you know mystique that he yeah. has. Yeah, definitely. And uh, random, really small thing, but I love that this is the first time that we see a Batman in live action that takes off his mask and the eyeliner doesn't magically disappear. Mm -hmm. like i like that he still has like, like like he's there with like the big ass code and just like looking at the video and like writing it down and he still has like all the that like that would happen like that that that's also realistic there's a scene in batman versus superman uh dawn of justice where where um we see ben affleck kind of like get into the bat cave walk in takes off his cowl and like sit down in a chair and just like sit here and i, and I went there it is like that's that's so batman like that that feels like that that's the most accurate that i've seen like africa's batman just in that scene this you totally believe that pattinson right there is like a, the young bruce wayne uh, i think it's two years that, that, year that, two. that he's been batman yeah so he's a year two and like him just like sitting there with like the cow with like the thing and like just like writing down everything and with the makeup like all that feels so in character um so well 
Um, there is one weak element in this movie, uh, and I want to talk about it. Um, yes. Uh, I fucking love... Um, Andy Serkis? Andy Serkis. He's only there for like three scenes. And he doesn't leave as big of an impact as like uh, Michael Caine or, or hell, even uh, even uh, uh, what was his name in, uh, in for Affleck? Uh, um, forgot his name. Anyway, he, uh, just, he, uh, Irons? Yeah, Jeremy Irons. So yeah. Jeremy Irons, unironically, I think is one of the best Alfreds. Like he's so he's so stern. He has like that, that like asshole-ish kind of like vibe to him. He has like the sarcastic vibe to it. I like Candy Circus. I think if he had gotten more scenes, he would have been better. I do like the scene at the hospital. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, about that when we get to that. But I think he should have like I he fits to this world, but not 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 my favorite Alfred like by a long shot. I think give him time. I, I think they're being smart about it. They're not. We've seen Alfreds. We've seen plenty of them already. We've seen what yeah. one, two, three, three, maybe four live action Alfreds. They're, yeah. they're going to take their time. They're like, you know what? We can build the relationship over time. You know? Yeah. And you're not the first person to tell me that the, that Alfred wasn't your favorite part of the film. You're not wrong. Yeah. But I think uh, Matt Reeves is approaching this with, look, man, we got a trilogy up ahead. Yeah. Like, we can build that relationship later on. Right now, I have this intrinsic, multi-layered story to tell. If Alfred yeah. has to take a backseat, he's going his ass is going to take a backseat and he's going to like it. He's going yeah. to say thank you. Which is fine. Like the movie's not about Alfred, but like the movie's three hours long, <laughs> almost three hours long. Like you could have squeezed in a couple more scenes, like with them, and and that, and, and I feel like it, it could have worked because I, unironically, fucking love Alfred. Like I think he has, he's one of the best characters, like there because he's so. The, the, there's a comic book storyline where he is the Joker. Like, ha, have you read this? Yes. Uh, well. Yeah. I don't like it. And apparently he like releases these mental patients from this mental asylum to yeah. constantly be fighting Bruce. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm. it's not the best, but like I I I like how Alfred is like multi-layered and stuff. Like like I feel like here's an idea. I kind of want to go to a convention dressed as Alfred and like bump into any Batman that that, that I see and be like, oh Master uh, Wayne. Like Master yeah. Wayne, how are you today? Yeah, like like Master. Like, what do you do all those push-ups if you can't play, if you can't pull a bloody log? Like, I, God, it's oh. fucking good. Yeah. No, so I'm yeah, not... so so yeah. I just wanted to say, like, right off the bat, I think that's like the weakest element of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's it. Like, and if that's your weakest element, you're good. You know. Well, not only that, man. Like Gotham, not since Joker, and I think Joker's the only other like DC film in general. Uh, and I, I'm including the DCEU. I'm including uh, the, the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm including every DC movie when I say the statement. Mm -hmm. Joker and now the Batman are the only two films to make me feel like a city is a character. Yeah. In a superhero film. You yeah. know? Yeah. Because um, Joker, the city was this ugly, gritty place. This ugly, like, beat you down to your knees and you're going to say thank you when I'm done. Like, this horrible, horrible place. And this film does the same fucking thing. But the thing is, they don't pull the thing that the Dark Knight does, which is like the city, it ends on a high note of like, you know, we're going to come back from this. We have hope. It, yeah. th this film goes in the other direction. We'll talk about that when we get there. But um, I'm going to start talking about the detective elements of this. This yeah. Riddler has elements of like from seven 
he's demented. I'm pretty sure he has a mental disability. He has he 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 seems very uh like not all there, like genuinely not all there, like actually psychotic, not like mm-hmm. he's nuts. No, no, no. This dude is genuinely not there mentally. Yeah. That he has forms of like jigsaw, he creates these things, he thinks and he doesn't think in words, he thinks in terms of puzzles, yeah, which is right up the fucking Riddler's alley, like all these different elements combined to make this this serial killer this new take on the riddler which frankly i fucking love um if they remade bane into into from a meathead into a domestic terrorist they made the riddler from uh just some smart dude that likes riddles into this multifaceted like btk-esque serial uh, serial saw killer mm-hmm. um and and to this home's betterment uh, I, I've been quoted before in stating that sometimes uh, Batman is only as good as his dance partner, and fuck, they cha-cha the shit out of this movie. <laughs> we, they should put that on the poster. Because like, like, <laughs> um, tell me, okay, controversial, but let, let, let me ask you this right now, right off the bat. Okay. Is this, and this can be a topic for another time, we, we can debate this. We can have a full a full episode debate. Yeah. Is this Riddler better than Heath Ledger's Joker? I'm going to say give it time to marinate. But I think he's in the competition. I think, I think what differentiates them the most is that uh, while the Riddler is the main villain in this, uh, he's not the only one. Like mm-hmm. the penguin is there, uh, Catwoman is is there. Um, how the city of Gotham is technically like its own villain. Yeah. Um, give it time because here's the the, the the key difference, and this is something that I that I want to be very clear when we talk overall about about, about this movie because I don't want to compare it to the Dark Knight because the Dark Knight when it happened they had us quoting the lines. They had us, uh, people, everyone I knew and their mothers dressed as the Joker that Halloween. You probably did. And oh, yes. we took pictures. We took pictures of everybody. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was Joker. Daniel was Batman. He's, yeah. he's taller than me, so it looked legit. So we're taking pictures. Yeah. There's somewhere, there's pictures of us with like kids, like five and yeah. eight years old, like Batman and Joker. And I'm just there with a knife, like, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think the Batman, like this movie, I don't think it has it's a, a why so serious moment. I don't think it has a, uh, a uh, do I know how I got these scars moment. Like it doesn't, but that's because I think, th- I think overall they're directed to very different audiences. And we're going to see if this movie has legs and it carries on and if it lives in the overall uh, cultural, you know, stigma of like, you know, movie goers everywhere because the Dark Knight was for everyone. I don't think this movie is for everyone. I think it's for us, but I don't know if it's for everyone. Uh, because That's for fair. because accessibility because, matters. Yeah, and I'll let and because I'll let you know this. I, I saw it with like my parents and with my sister. My parents did not care for this. They were like, "Well, like I've seen better, right? It's not my favorite." Like, uh, and, I, and I was like, "No, no, you don't get it. Like, this is this is monumental. Like, this is amazing." But that's that's when I realized they were like, "They, it, it wasn't for everybody." But then again, they didn't love Joker either. Yeah. So you know, maybe their idea is like different. So that's why, and you know how I use them as like a litmus test. Like, how will the general audience react to this? Um, I think it is made for like a 
specific audience in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think we are that, that, that audience. So that's why I don't want to compare it to the Dark Knight yet. I don't want to mm-hmm. because I'm afraid that it might come up short because not everyone is going to get into it as, long, uh, as much as they could get into the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you ask me, do I prefer this one over the Dark Knight? Violently. <laughs> I prefer this one <laughs> with extreme like, prejudice. Yes, like with ex- like with extreme, like no no distaste to 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 Nolan, but this is the thing for me. And and I've said this before. I, th- I think I mentioned it in like a very old episode of the, of the FBA. To me, the perfect adaptation of Batman would be like a Black Mirror show, where like every episode is a different story with a different cast, with a different director, with a different style in a complete direction overall because batman is a legacy character if you don't like this version with a couple of years there will be another one mm-hmm. there will never be a definitive batman because there's always going to be a new one okay mm-hmm. so to me it's like so when people see this movie and they go oh they ruined it bro wait a couple of years there'll be another one yeah you know there's a, there's a million animated shows do you wanna? Do you wanna a more a more uh, one that takes itself le- less less seriously? Watch Batman: Brave and the Bold. You wanna kind of a darker with sharper animation? Watch Fear the Batman. You want a classic? What I consider to be the best version? Watch the animated series. Um, you want a grounded, uh, more, more realistic one? Watch the Dark Knight. You wanna you you want one that takes the the detective aspect more seriously? Play Arkham Knight or watch this movie. There's Batman for everybody. Okay. So that's why I, I see this. And while I do think this might be the best version that, that, that we're going to ever see like live action so far, it's coming from me. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted this. I wanted a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if in like 20 years we have another Batman that is more reminiscent of like the Adam West show, it will exist. And some people will like it. Some people will find that entertaining. Um, it has to exist. It has to just vibe. At its, it, it has to, it has to, it has to be at its own at its own pace, mm-hmm. and I don't know. My Adams react to these movies, Adams, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I oh god, you're right. It, it's so it may be a cult of the new to say this, but I mean, it's it's such a strong outing though. Like like you, it is. Uh, other people can come out of movies and and call bullshit and say ah, that wasn't really the best movie. And I know I'm the DC guy. But I feel pretty confident in saying that this was a this was a very powerful outing overall. And again, this is more of his detective side of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> going forward, we have a lot of these uh, detective elements going through, where they're solving the riddles. Oh, did you solve any of the riddles before he said them? Because I managed to solve like three of them. I was like, wait, the thumb drive joke is underrated as so. hell. And uh, <laughs> same thing drive. with the, uh, <laughs> the 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 whole lie still. That was great. The, oh. Yeah. What, what it's, does a liar like do when he's dead? He lies. Still. Yeah. Also, shout out to the penguin for knowing his Spanish. Like that was so good. It was like el ratalada. It's not el. It's la. Do you even Spanish, bro? Like that is so good because the whole time, because because look, I'm surrounded with like all these Mexicans, and we're all just like we're just like el ratalada. What the fuck is he like? That's so wrong. like grammatically, it's so wrong. And the fact that he got called out, like, like no, it's not el. It's la, like you. Did the whole crowd go like, oh, yeah, absolutely. really? Yes. yes, good. Yeah, um, that was really. Well, good. No, well, no, because okay, like my, uh, admittedly, I, I'm I'm from a, I would argue more. American side of, of, of watching these 
these movies yeah. like, like like where we are none of us caught it none of us no one no one well that no one said it out loud um, yeah. <laughs> but like the fact that like i'm sure there are people they, they have to be people that are watching being like this motherfucker made a mistake i'm gonna talk about it online and then they draw on he's a genius because because fucking batman and catch also that's another thing i wanted to talk about batman makes mistakes in this one which i love you see him fucking up and making mistakes you see him not being perfect almost every batman movie to some degree he has his shit together maybe he'll get overwhelmed by physical force but he has his shit together for the most part. he always has a plan yeah yeah and this batman don't this batman yeah. don't he gets back into a corner he gets help he gets a lot of help from people at one point one of my favorite fucking scenes it made me straight up laugh my ass off and like grin was when they're in the uh when uh batman gets knocked out by the explosion uh once once uh the the corrupt da dies and he's trying to fight off all the cops he's like oh whatever whatever and Gordon's like give me two minutes i'll get him to cooperate all right and he yeah. like, punches him you need to get out of here <laughs> and he's like how do i do that and, and he's like, you're gonna punch me and take these keys go up the door go down the hall stairs to the left get up there and get the fuck out he's like okay and then later on he's like you couldn't pull your punch i did pull but i don't know okay the thing i love about it though is the fact that like batman's up there he's like you see him scared like you how often do you see batman in the in the cape and cowl be like oh fuck okay yeah um hmm because you never see that. You never see that human side of him. Um, also, I'm going to jump back real quick. The scene where he's yeah. fighting those thugs on the train, when yeah. he uses a taser in his hand to take the guy down, that shit yeah. that you don't think about. Like, no, he just is overwhelmed all with force. He has gadgets to help him beat these guys. You know, he tasers one guy in the fucking throat to take him down because, like, bro, he gets tired. You see the bruises, the welts all over his body and the scars. Um but anyway, going back to when he's on the top of GCPD and he jumps down in the suit, I was like, oh, my God, because he's he's in the squirrel costume, just going yeah. and going. And you think, oh, he's got his shit together. And he sees the thing. You're like, oh, he's going to go through it. Then the back person no, he comes falls. Down, and he hits it. And then he's like, oh, God, fuck. And I'm just like, I just started laughing my ass off. And I'm like, <laughs> that's so real. That's real. And he's yeah. looping. He's like, my back. Yeah, like that is what Batman Year Two would do. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, look at fucking look at the Dark Knight. He's like, I'm gonna jump out of this one, fly like a goddamn bat, and go perfectly through the one window that I can go through without breaking my fucking neck. Yeah, like perfect fucking timing. Like it, it's too perfect. It's all perfectly planned out and perfectly timed. Fair enough. Batman is in theory he has plot armor. He can do that, but this Batman don't. Yeah, um, and that's. And, you know, jumping up from that, when we get the introduction of the Batmobile, the same thing kind of happens where he, like, turns it on. We hear we hear Michael Giacchino's score and glorious scenes. Possibly one of my favorite scenes in the movie is just every scene with the Batmobile. Like, we hear it, like, rumbling, and we see the fear in the penguin's eyes. And then what does it do? <laughs> Fucking clocks out. Like, it just... It, <laughs> <laughs> and it you takes know, him a while to like get him going yeah you know props to him though the the riddler uh i'm not the riddler the penguin he is really good in this one like he's not just like a side character like, he could it could have been any gangster like no he does play a very pivotal role in this film yeah um he is he is his own element he is his own titan and when he talks to batman he's not scared like i've seen shit what are you yeah. gonna do to me 
Like yeah. he he's not scared of Batman. Granted, they doesn't want to fist fight him, but like he's very much of the of the taste of not like I'm bulletproof, but like kid, you're not gonna scare me. You're gonna kill. You're gonna scare the shit out of those thugs on the street that don't know any better. Mm-hmm. I'm a seasoned mafia guy. You think you can scare me? Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. What um, do you think of uh, Colin Farrell and like all his makeup that he's wearing in that movie? He Nikki didn't recognize him at all. I loved him. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. I, I, I love when he has to waddle. He's like, hey, unlike, untie me. And he's like, waddle, waddle, waddle. I was like, ah. <laughs> I think he did great. I think uh, they, they build him up a lot and he didn't do like that much. But I think every scene where he's in, like, you don't recognize Colin Farrell. And that's a credit to how good of an actor he is. Because uh, he's usually just seen as like a very pretty face and like that's it. But he's he has range. Uh, ever since I saw him in, uh, in uh, Saving Mr. Banks, I think he's such a fantastic <clears throat> actor. And uh, I think he does great in this. I I, I would uh, I, I heard he's getting like a HBO Max show. Yeah, I cannot fucking wait. Like I think he's gonna do great in that. I mean, after Peacemaker, I'm not gonna be surprised. Um, if they if, if they have a great ass opening sequence like that one does, then hopefully. God, no. I mean, I hope it has its own element to it. But yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked about Penguin. Let's talk about uh, a character that's also been receiving an, an insane amount of praise. Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, which is layered to say the least. The most Jesus complicated cat woman like I've ever I've ever seen. She's too good. Like <clears throat> she like like I'm usually not like, like what what whenever I make fun of nepotism babies, mm-hmm. j- I just hope she knows that she's not being included in this because she <laughs> is too good. Like she's been in so many things. Like it, it's kind of surprising that she's managed to become such a great actress because you know she started in like Divergent. And all this shit, and then and now she's in like she was writing Big Little Lies, uh, and she's so good in this. Like she, uh, like uh, that short-haired Catwoman mm-hmm. uh, that we've seen in, like comics and we've seen in cartoons. Uh, she's so she's so good. She's so good, and she manages to have this thing where like every time that she's in a scene, she always has chemistry with everyone. I I, I think it's a her thing. I think she's. Either she's a really good actress or she just has like natural chemistry with anyone. Yeah. But goddamn, her and 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 Robert Pattinson do such a great combo. Like they're they're so great. Have you seen their interviews also? No, actually. They're really funny. Because <laughs> like Robert Pattinson is like this really aloof uh, character that like he's he's kind of like living in another dimension. And then Soy Kravitz is so focused. Like there's interviews where they're asking him, like, oh, when's the last when's the, what's the thing that really broke you like as a kid? And Robert Pattinson was like, Oh, the ending to Final Fantasy VII. And so Kravitz <laughs> is like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, That's such an so, honest answer, though. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, like he's oh god, he's so great. And then she's she's so good. Now her as Catwoman, like you said, layered and focused. Like she manages to take this kind of ridiculous concept of a catwoman and really make it work, like really drives it home. One of the best scenes to me is like the conversation where she, where she's gonna kill uh, this cop and Batman stops her. Mm-hmm. And like, oh God, all those scenes are fantastic. Her her, her calling him out on like, when, when he goes, well, well, she could have just run away. Like, oh, that's such a typical rich white boy response. Like you would say some shit like that. Yeah. And she doesn't know him. And yet, she manages to understand him better than I think uh, uh, Jim or, or like any other character would. Uh, that's why they vibe so well. That, that's why they jibe so well. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she's great. There's um, several points throughout the film where like her character is 
pushed to to the limits and Batman has yeah. to bring her back. Um, the chemistry of jumping back and forth is great. Uh, her speech, like everything. Because bear in mind, she starts this movie concerned about her friend and ends yeah. this movie you know, on her side of it, um, nearly killing her father. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like there's so much. And then she she goes back and forth. She, she's a tweener. Uh, that's what we call it in wrestling terms. She's not necessarily yeah. a good guy or a bad guy. She's a she's complicated. She's a mix. She's an she's, she's between a heel and a face. Exactly. Um, yeah. I know my I know my wrestling. Hey, I respect that. <laughs> but no, so she's she's such a great tweener though, like going back and forth and everything. Um, and she's not selfish because traditionally, Catwoman is portrayed as this selfish, self-centered person. But in this one, no, that's my friend, and she was murdered. No, that son yeah. of a bitch is my father, and like he like he. Uh, she's complicated and it makes the character so much better yeah um, and shout out to and shout out to robert pattinson who manages to like even say a word in front of her because i would be mesmerized like i mean like batman is stronger than i would ever be because at the end when she goes you should come with me i would be able to be like yes my 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 bags are made let's go like oh, shout God. out to him he has the strongest will that i will ever have um no not only that man like it's just it's do you think she God damn it, Joe. These are two she, reviews in a row where I'm simping over the characters. Like, God. Yeah. But no, yeah. okay, do you think that it's possible that he, uh, that she maybe like went, took everyone out to go get drinks and was like, we all need to bond. That way this movie is better. So let's all go get fucking wasted. She she seems like she would be the life of the party. Yes. Like, but after that, though, like, like she formed, I gotta believe she, for acting this good, either she's incredible or she formed genuine bonds with people. So it made it easier to, to act like well with them. Um, ask one or the other, but uh, okay. So we talked about Gordon. Oh, I want to talk about Gordon and Batman's relationship real quick. Their relationship—they are on part. They're partners. They're detectives. It's not like Gordon's yeah. like Batman. I need this. Batman says, "Well, I need this paperwork." Good. Like, no. This is by far the best relationship I've ever seen between a Batman and a, and a, and a James Gordon. Period. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to solve the, this one really bad case. And I, this is, again, I want to say this is this has seven vibes to it because they're great partners. They're on two very different levels. You have the veteran detective, the young kid that's kind of barely gotten here, that's only been here for a minute, working together, trying to solve this one really bad and fucked case. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's, just, it's great. Um, I'm trying to remember what else is there. All right, folks, and we're going to take a quick intermission from me and Chema. Fernie wasn't able to record with us, but he was able to send me his uh, his thoughts on the Batman, and trust me, they are plentiful. So enjoy this uh, quick little break from me and Chema, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and you know what day it is. Today is actually, well, today's Sunday. I'm recording this a day after I have seen the new Batman movie. Now, uh, I know my recording has been a uh, little to, uh, sparse, uh, to put it lightly, but, uh, you know, uh, life comes up, uh, you have less time, and sometimes you just really don't feel like doing it, even the things you like to do. But, I felt like recording a podcast for this one. Now, we all know that, uh, there is something called Batman Fatigue. Now, I did think when this movie came out, I was... I was more on the side of like, ah oh, man, why are they making another Batman? They're they're getting rid of fucking Affleck's Batman. I really wanted to see more Dark Knight, things of that sort. But 
you know how it is. Uh, sometimes things don't happen. Uh, ben Affleck, unfortunately, had some personal problems that had to be addressed. And he had to bow out. And you know what? It sucks, but I'd rather him be, be in a good place than nothing at all. Um, so we ended up getting a Matt Reeves-directed Batman with Robert Pattinson starring as Bruce Wayne, the Caped Crusader himself. We have Zoe Kravitz coming in as Selina Kyle. We also have Paul Dano as Riddler. You may know him from the movie Prisoners where he plays the person that is accused of being a pedophile, but he's not a pedophile. Uh, and then we have Colin Farrell as the Penguin himself, which I have to say that's really good makeup. Uh, I didn't, you can't tell, like you really cannot tell that that is him and it's crazy. Um, yes, so we have that. We also have Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. You may know Jeffrey Wright from things such as he came out Hunger Games uh, 2 and 3. Um, I know there's something else, but I'm really just blanking on it for now. But yes, we have Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. And some would say that this is a controversial uh, hiring because, you know, Jeffrey Wright being a person of color and James Gordon always being, well, white. But... Uh, I actually thought he did really well in this movie. Um, I really do think like there are some characters that can really blow past those uh, those norms of like, oh, well, I always grew up with his character looking this certain way. And I really do think that he uh, went past that and he did a great job. Um, so let's talk about the movie. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought I wasn't going to enjoy this movie because I was like, ah, I mean, how many Batmans have we already seen before? And there's only so many Batmans that we could see. And I was like, I, from the initial like videos that we were getting, I was just kind of like, ah, it looks whatever. Um, but in all honesty, after watching it, I was like, well, or even during watching it, I was like, wow, this is actually a really good Batman movie. Uh, we finally get to see uh, Batman as a detective, which we have not gotten to see so far. Uh, we got a little bit in uh, Batman vs. Superman, uh, a little bit in the Nolan verse, but for the most part, we don't really get to see um, Batman be a detective. It's always just I mean, it's Batman. That's pretty much it. But for the most part, we actually get to see him be his Batman self, which I actually liked. Um, so this is kind of not a ripoff. I don't want to say ripoff, but they're kind of taking a spin on the Batman year one angle that uh, a lot of comic book nerds know. It's basically Batman's first outing as Batman, his first year. Uh, but in this one, it's more year two. In the beginning movie, he says, uh, after two years, blah, 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 blah. So it's safe to say, oh, okay, he's been doing this for about two years. Um, I like Gotham. I like how they set it up. I like how it's used. Uh, let's see, what else? The cast. Uh... You know, I was really uh, not sure how Robert Pattinson was going to pan out. I was kind of like, ah, the fucking dude from Twilight. Let's be honest. Everyone was thinking the fucking dude from Twilight as when they heard that he was going to be casted as Batman and Bruce Wayne. I, you know what? I not hate to say I don't really think I never really thought so like he was going to be horrible. But, you know. 
he was surprisingly really good and i will give him all the credit in the world i think he did amazing in this movie i know some people will say oh he wasn't amazing blah 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 i know there have been some negative critics ben shapiro most notably uh but no this movie was really well done i thought this was a solid batman movie i really did not hate anything about this movie i loved catwoman's uh chemistry with batman i loved the whole underground mob scene being prevalent because let's be honest batman this is second year and riddler riddler being a psychopath uh killer trying to get revenge for something that has happened um him being a conspiracy nut and then him you know obviously going after everyone that's that you're not supposed to go after and kind of blowing open the what is wrong with gotham city and granted there's always historically in every comic there's always something wrong with gotham city um i liked the suit uh the suit is very um how do you call it their suit is very year one-esque uh the the batmobile in this one it's a it's a tricked out uh, mustang definitely uh year one-esque uh really well done um what else let's see uh the bat uh cycle it's just really your own your run of the motorcycle with uh kind of bat ears on it really well done i loved everything about it um batman's fighting style is really raw it's really just uh, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you to beat the shit out of you. Um, and, you know, some people might have a problem with it, uh, but they don't understand where this character is coming from. Uh, this is not your uh, new Batman. I'm really, the only uh, thing that we've seen Batman in, even remotely close to year one, is Nolan's Batman uh, in Batman Begins. Uh, but this is pretty much your introduction to comic book version Batman Begins. And from what I saw in the movie, I really thoroughly enjoyed. I thought this movie did really well at showing this character. I thought this character uh, shows a lot of room for improvement. I think he will be a great asset going forward. I mean, obviously there is a plan to go forward. We see um, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, uh, character hinting at a new Joker. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. This is already going to be, what, our third Joker in a span of, what, since 2016? So, six years? Um, I get it. Uh, it's, it is kind of annoying. and But, you know what? We have to roll the punches. Uh, it's the kid from uh, Eternals. Uh, you've seen him a ton of stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth and say like, oh, he's going to be the best thing ever since I spread. Uh, but I think he will do good. Uh, I haven't seen him do bad in a lot of things. So I think he will be a good, uh, joker. Uh, only time will tell and only the future can tell, but we will see. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I love Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I thought she was the greatest Catwoman that we have ever seen. In all honesty. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, she does the whole campy 
uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Catwoman, which is great for her. Uh, Halle Berry, we don't talk about Halle Berry because that Catwoman was, whew, it was horrible. So we don't talk about that one. Um, but yes, uh, Catwoman I thought was really well done. Uh, who else? Uh, Gordon, I already said Gordon. I loved Gordon in this movie. Um, so let's let's go and double round about Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. There's a lot of things coming out before the movie even came out. He wasn't going to be like a bulked up Batman like Christian Bale or like Ben Affleck. Um, and you know what? To each their own. Uh, do I think it worked for this version of Batman that we got? Uh, I do because this is around year two. Um, we in this one we see the recluse uh, Batman. We see uh, we see the Batman that doesn't go out. We don't. Oh, let me rephrase. We see the Bruce Wayne that doesn't go out. Uh, no one really knows who Bruce is. He's not the playboy philanthropist. Uh, shout out Iron Man. Shout out uh, KFMA Day. Um, but yeah. So we get to see a different version of Bruce Wayne that's so really broody, really upset. Uh, the first Batman that we see put on eye makeup. Because, let's be honest, we always see Batman with black around his eyes in the mask. He has to put on eye makeup. It has to be happening. Like, they can't just be like, oh, it's it's um, it's, it's not happening. Uh, no, it's happening. Like, we, we clearly see it. It is it is a thing. Um, but, yeah. We, we see that happen, which is, I don't know, it's funny. Um, did I, uh... Did I enjoy the Penguin? I thought the Penguin was really good. Uh, it's such a tough character to do, man. Because, fuck. The Penguin in and of itself is a really weird character. It's a dude who's supposed to be mutated <laughs> to look like a Penguin. I mean, not look like a Penguin, but like he has deformities. Um, and I thought Colin Farrell looked great as this uh, fat mobster who calls himself or is called the Penguin. Um, I thought he did really well. I thought the makeup that they used on him, the prosthetics, I thought everything that they used on him was really well done. Uh, I loved his story in the, in the show. I thought it was really well done. Um, but you know, as far as like, uh, the, the Batman itself as a movie, I really did. I came from the camp that I was like, ah, this movie's gonna probably suck. Like, let's be honest. I don't want to do it. Um, but, you know, after watching it, it's long. It's a long movie. It's almost bucking at three hours. No end credit scene? Thank God. I think if you can't say what you want about this movie in, I don't know, fucking three hours, you're doing something wrong. But this movie I thought was really well done. Um, now let's talk about the story a little bit. So the story is uh, this serial killer known as the Riddler is going around and killing these politicians. He, goes, he starts with the mayor, then the commissioner, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I was surprised on how far this movie went with a lot of things. I mean, what I mean by that is that I'm surprised uh, Riddler was able to do so much. I'm surprised that 
Uh, he had so many murders. He murdered a lot in this show. I mean, not the show, this movie. Um, his plan was catastrophic. I mean, imagine that happening into a fucking city today. Like what he did. He blew up what would be the equivalent of like blowing up the levees in uh, New Orleans or blowing up uh, the seawalls in uh, New York City and flooding major parts of the city. Like that is some super villain shit. Um, but as far as that goes, I was really surprised that they went that far with, uh, the amount of stuff that they were going to do. Um, now with all this being said, my overall thought about this movie is that I really did enjoy it. I liked the direction they went with this Batman. Um, we've seen a lot of, uh, versions of Batman. We've seen established Batmans like Michael Keaton's, um, like uh Val Kilmer like Clooney's we've seen up and coming Batmans uh from his beginning to his end uh with the Nolan verse we've seen a, a snippet of the Dark Knight Returns Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman which to me personally that's the best Batman I love that Batman aside from the animated series um, I love how that Batman is. Um, but this one is a very uh, year one-esque uh, Batman. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I cannot wait to see what they do with this character. Um, I want to see where they go with it. Um, I really do think this character this Robert Pattinson character has potential to do really good things um especially now that he got the whole brooding uh I'm still angry at the world uh Bruce Wayne uh version out I think that version is done with I kind of hope so um I understand what they're going for so I don't hate it at all I think it was really well done um but I really do want to see him develop into his persona of Bruce Wayne, the rich and powerful uh, kid. I mean, not kid, but the rich and powerful playboy. Um, I think that would be a good development to see, like him having to go through that. Uh, I almost forgot. Andy Serkis is Alfred. Uh, I thought his and I thought his Alfred was pretty good. Um, I didn't hate his Alfred, but for me, the goat uh, for Alfreds is honestly Jeremy Irons. I feel like his Alfred is the best, um, mostly because uh, Michael Caine's Alfred had to be uh, more realistic, and I thought that Jeremy Irons' uh, Alfred is probably the best Alfred suited for a comic book universe. Um, Michael Caine, definitely strong second. They're definitely neck and neck on that one, but for me, it, it will always be Jeremy Irons, even though we barely got to see him. Um what else? Anything else? Oh, the story about, you know, uh, another part about the story that I was surprised, uh, aside from Riddler's uh, dominance in this in this outing, is, um, oh, fuck, man, like, uh, the story of Martha and, uh, and Thomas Wayne, how uh, he had a uh, reporter shut down and ultimately killed um, to save his wife's reputation... Or so they say, I mean, you could say like, oh no, it was to save his political career, but 
I would be of the camp to say, like, no, I think he wanted to save his wife's reputation. And, like, just the fact, like, he fucking did that is crazy. But, um, yeah, I thought that part was really, really shocking to see in a Batman movie. Um, but overall, I thought this one was a really good outing, especially for this version of Batman. I, I think this version of Batman has a long ways to go. And I really do think that we're going to see good things come from Matt Reeves. I really hope he does helm another Batman movie. I really hope they get whoever they had to write it to come back. Um, I want to see what they do with this character. Uh, even if they don't do a Justice League, because let's be honest right now, at the moment, the DCEU is such in a way of disarray that we have no fucking clue what's going to happen with, with that DCEU. Um, we don't know if they're going to even do another team-up movie or, or what, and uh, they haven't really mentioned much. Uh, the only characters that are really coming back for their own outings are the Flash from Justice League, Aquaman, um, we have Shazam coming back, uh, I think Wonder Woman's gonna get a third movie, don't see why, because her second one was horrible, I'm kidding, uh, obviously we all know why she's getting a second chance, I mean, it's fucking Wonder Woman, dude, like, she had a successful first movie, a not-so-successful second, but I'm sure they could redeem themselves, but right now, the state of disarray that, um, the DCEU is, is, is really, um, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We really don't. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder if they're going to make another team-up movie eventually or, or what. But only time will tell. And for me personally, I don't see another team-up movie, at least with Batman and Superman. Because, I mean, even Superman's up in the air. But for the most part, for this standalone movie, for this Batman, uh, I thought it was really well done. Um, I really hope we see... Uh, more of this. I know a lot of people wanted it to be rated R, but let's be honest, they're never going to make a Batman movie rated R. It wouldn't make sense. You're not going to have enough people to fill those seats. It is stupid. So stop asking for it. It's really dumb that people think that this is going to happen. Um, another thing that I've been seeing a lot of lately is uh, a lot of YouTube uh, reviewers just like really taking this movie to task. Um, most notably, Jeremy Johns. Uh, he became somewhat of a cynical old bitch, uh, with his recordings, uh, like critical of everything, man. And it's just, I used to love watching his stuff and now his stuff has just become unwatchable because I'm just like, all right, dude, now you're just being nitpicky. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, I have my biases, but I mean, even I will try to look at things from a logical standpoint. But whatever, who am I to tell uh, who about reviewing movies? Uh, what the fuck do I know about reviewing movies? I'm just someone that just does on the side for fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is my review of The Batman. I uh, didn't get a chance to record with Eddie and uh, Chema, but um, fuck those guys. Uh, fuck them. I know they're not listening, so fuck them. They're stupid. I wonder if they're listening. Let's see. I'll, I'll find out later on if uh, if they did listen to it. But uh, right now, this is the end of the podcast, everyone. Uh, check out our podcast. Uh, hopefully, we release some on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, I'll try to see if I can find anything to do for the rewind and try to bring it back.
but yeah, like I said, life uh, gets tough. Sometimes you don't want to record and sometimes you don't want to watch anything. But I'll try to get back to it. Uh, this is Fernando from your rollback. Let's cut it. And it's over, folks. Was Were Frenny thoughts uh, mesmerizing or was he a total knob? Either way, you're welcome. We're back. God, there's, there's so much. There's one what? element that we haven't even touched. What? We haven't talked explicitly about Robert Pattinson as Batman. Let's talk about it. He okay. What 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 are your what are your first thoughts? There's one. There's just one thing I didn't like, and everything else I loved. Mm-hmm. He is a great Batman. Not the best Bruce Wayne, because I think there should be like a good balance between the dark, brooding Dark Knight and the millionaire playboy that is Bruce Wayne. And when you see Bruce, like the the longest scene that that we have of him as Bruce is when he goes to the funeral. And he acts exactly the same as he does as Batman Mm -hmm. in that scene. Almost to the point where I swear to God, when when, when he says hi to like Torturo and the Penguin and and they're they're all paying their respects and he like leaves, I swore for a second that they were both going to be like, He's fucking Batman, isn't he? <laughs> like, because he acts exactly the same. And to me, like, he could have been like a little bit more layered. Uh, that's like the only thing that I didn't love about his portrayal. But like, since the movie's ninety-five percent Batman, kind of doesn't matter because we barely see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else, I think, is 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 great. Uh, him as Batman, I think he looks the part. Uh, I I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the suit and the cowl? Because I think. Uh, this one is a little bit more slimming than, than the one that, that, that we saw with like Affleck, but not as like dynamic and heroic and classic as like Keaton's. Uh, I think he's. I think he, it does feel like a younger Batman. I think this might be one of my favorite suits that we've ever seen. Um, almost to the point where like I, I love that like the 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 symbol is is the batarang. Like it like he just takes it off and puts it back. Uh, and I, I didn't like Affleck's like small ears. I kind of like the long ears, so I kind of like that in the suit. What do you think about the suit? Um, the suit, I lo- I really like it. I you can tell it was inspired by the Arkham. Matt Reeves has may have had like the best, easiest, hardest time making this film because he has yeah. so much to draw from. Like yeah. I like this bat suit, but I like these ears. I'm gonna like this detective film. I'm going to make these characters. I'm going to use these Batman storylines. Like, yeah. he had so much to draw from that, like, it, this is not an original Batman, like, film, but it's one of the best ever. Like, it yeah. just, it is. But anyway, I'm sorry. So going back. Um, yeah, so Bat- suit Bat- suit came as Batman, incredible. yeah. Batsuit's yeah. incredible. Um, and I love the fact that, like, that centerpiece, like, comes off and on. Like, I love that. I yeah. love how he he has gadgets, but he doesn't have everything. I love how we had that adrenaline though at the very end when he's like yeah. almost knocked out. He's like, uh, and you see yeah. him again reacting. Normally, Batman wouldn't like scream or yell or feel the need to like get pumped. He's normally more put together than that. So the fact that he is is on the fly to some degree he he's not completely measured he reacts in such a manner is great i think his acting as batman is great the 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 voiceover is great the the manner in which he solves these riddles he's a detective he commands the room when he's there if not with his heavy fucking boots with his presence he more he says so much with silence he talks when necessary i was worried that this was going to go down the um have you ever seen the Born? I think it's the Born Legacy. The the last 
or Jason Bourne, maybe the, the last uh, Bourne film. No, I have so, not. So I, I, when I saw that film, one of the things I hated about it is um, the the main actor, what's his face, Matt Reeves, John, what, what Damon. Matt Damon. Thank you. He had very, very, very few lines in that film. He was barely in it. Like the film was advertised around him. He was in it for maybe half the film, if that much. And he barely says anything, right? He's so stoic. I was worried going into this film that Batman was going to be very quiet, that he his acting was going to be mostly his movement rather than what he says. And I was very pleasantly surprised. No, he talks a bit. He talks quite a bit. See, he let silence do the talking some chunk of the time, but his presence, Robert Patton's presence is amazing. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out. So when I saw him moving the table, I thought to myself, I think I could beat this Batman in a fist fight. And then I see him beating the shit out of other people. I'm like, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. He's so, he, yeah, like you said. His, also, I want to talk said his Batman voice. Subtle. But like menacing, like good. Like honestly, I don't love the Christian Bale. Everyone has made that joke. Everyone has made that reference. Uh, there's the, the scene where he's talking to the Riddler in Arkham. I swear you can hear like a little bit of Kevin Conroy coming out. Like a little bit when he when 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 they're talking back and forth. I, I swear you, you can hear him. Like he's so close mm-hmm. to that, like really strong, really stoic uh Batman voice. And he does it great. Like, uh, but also like the scenes where he goes back to like the mansion and he's uh, he's talking with Alfred. He always wears this like really long sleeve, like almost to like uh, uh, like almost covering his hands. Like, he's just like so tired and so, yeah. Mm. And then except for like the scene where he's kind of like putting all the clues together, and he, for some reason he's wearing his shirt off. Like, for, like this was a Marvel movie. Like we have to have the obligatory yeah. shirt off scene. Um, but it's good. Like he he really nails. Uh, that kind of like wacky uh centered uh psychology of batman and i think he does great i i, I don't know i i know that they said it's going to be a trilogy i don't believe it uh i'll believe it when i see it but uh yeah i i i would if this is a one-off he 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 will stand in the pantheon of one of the greatest like live action batmans but if we get a trilogy god that, that might cement it like as possibly the best because he is too good in this role Probably too good. You know, we also haven't mentioned uh, Wayne Manor. I mean, I know it's not technically Wayne Manor, but the place that they live yeah. in, like, it's it's a beautiful mansion. Like, I remember telling Nikki, this is yeah. incredible. Because it's not the normal <laughs> yeah. mansion that we're used to of, like, oh, it's big. Like, it's not just big, it's grand. You yeah. know what I mean? And Absolutely. it's in the city. We haven't, seen, we haven't seen a Wayne Manor that's in the city. Yeah, it's uh, usually like uh, away from it. Yeah, we're we out in the in the sticks and stuff. Like you know, it, yeah. it's a you know, it's a long drive away from 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 Gotham. But no, this this particular uh, Wayne Manor is in a tower. You know, which I mean, that's a big city living for you. Um, yeah. But no, Robert Pattinson's Batman is subtle. He's quiet. He only talks when he has to. But what he does is awesome. He's not above making jokes. Like yeah. He's he's such a character, I, and I love a really subtle thing. If you notice, he wears sunglasses during the day because his yeah. eyes have adjusted to the night. Yeah, to a point where it's like it hurts. So he's like, ah, sunglasses better, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm less less of a douche. Yeah. Um, but uh, just so many elements like that, and then also another thing. Uh, I want to talk about the creation of this film. This film has so many endpoints that feel like the finality of of uh, like a movie. Like they pull yeah. a Pixar. 
Because there are moments in this film that should have been in any other movie would have been the climax. But in this film, no, it's just another part. The part where him and the him and the penguin have that huge car chase. In other movies, that would have been like the finale. But not here. The part where he he arrests Maroni, that would have been the finale, but not here. The part where they capture the Riddler would have been the finale, but not here. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so much to it. Um, and I love that. I love the fact that no huge moment goes unabated. No huge moment is wasted. They build on top of each other until it gets to a point where Gotham is going to flood. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it's just, man, it, it, it's such a complete and well-told story. There's no fat on this that I can find. There's no loophole that I can really think of that I'm like, oh, he didn't do this thing or that thing. You know, if anything, there's one scene I wish they would have added in from the comics, but I understand yeah. it would have been like a three minute scene, but like, I, I wish they would have done this. Um, in the long Halloween, it is true. You know, Thomas Wayne saves, uh, saves Falcone's life. He performs yeah. surgery on him. The thing is, it's never implicitly said that, Oh, it's cause he owes him a favor. <clears throat> he just does it because he like, this guy's dying. I got to save him. Like that. That's my, yeah. I, that's the ultimate. And, but the part that they didn't mention in the film is that Bruce is there. He watches it and yeah. he talks to him. He speaks okay. to him, you know, after the surgery and he's just laying on the table and, and Falconium says, you shouldn't be here, kid. And he's like, you know, yeah. you're a bad guy, right? Like, that's why they shot yeah. you. And they have a little conversation. And Maroney says, like, you know, you and me, we're family, kid. Like, your dad just saved my life. Like, I'm indebted to him. Like, that makes us, mm-hmm. you know. And I wish, I wish there would have been a point where Maroney even like reached out to Bruce and was like, you know, trying to be like, I owe you this debt. I think it would have made his character more complicated, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it would have been welcomed. Also, um, I don't know if this is in the comics or only in the, the movie that they made. I don't remember this one part. He gives him a coin, his lucky coin. Okay. He says like, kid, like your dad saved my life. I don't need this now. Maybe you can use it. You know, maybe like he keeps as a keepsake. I don't know. I yeah. think that would have been kind of cool. But yeah. anyway, uh, no, there's elements in there. Uh, when you were talking about uh, Batman's and uh, and Jim's uh, relationship, there's two scenes that I want to talk. One, one, is, uh, one that's serious, and one that's not so serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is uh, there's this there's this other rookie cop that's with Jim all the time. His last name is who's uh, they just refer to him as Martinez. Yeah. And uh, and like uh, like that happened like like my sister's church to me and it's, it's, it's like it's like Latinos we gotta be everywhere like <laughs> and, uh, and and yeah so it was a scene where like Martinez is, is like are you gonna let him touch the evidence <clears throat> and Jim just goes he has gloves <laughs> like <laughs> like I love that scene like 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 shut up like he's helping us like he has gloves and then there's another scene where like near the end we see that uh, they bust into. Um, the Riddler's like all whole operation and the Riddler kind of figured out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and Jim doesn't see this. He just like sees like all the papers. And then there's a moment where like Batman just goes like, you're a good cop, Jim. Like just that you can feel like that's what he wants to tell him. Like ask Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that just like comes out in that. <clears throat> that's okay. You can see how strong their relationship is. Like how, how they really do trust each other, even though they don't like know each other that well. Mm-hmm. And I believe that really works. Um, the okay, there's we need to talk about the the ending, but before that, I need to talk about that that that, that Batmobile scene. Jesus 
Christ. <clears throat> when we, to me, this whole movie, like, fucks. Like, the whole movie is just great. Mm-hmm. But that scene where he's having that chase with the penguin and there's an explosion and the penguin is like, ah, I got him. And we see the Batmobile fly out of the fire and we see the Giacchino score just blazing. I have that, that's that piece of the score. Yesterday when I was working, I was like filling out my spreadsheets and I was just listening to that score over and over because it's so good. And, and, Oh god, and you see the fear in the penguin's eyes when he's being chased in that scene. I want to tattoo that scene in my body. Like it is so <laughs> good. Like that is Kino. Like that is fucking like the best thing that I've one of the best things that I've ever seen because I adore that scene so much. That's why I say like that. The sound design in this movie is fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am I saw it in theaters. I'm gonna try to watch it again on IMAX because I didn't get a chance to, to, to see it in IMAX. Because the sign was, oh my god, I cannot imagine how good it must sound. Beautiful. There. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Because that, oh god, the sound design for that car is wonderful. I think one of in consideration for one of the best movie cars ever. Uh, you know, I, I like the Batmobile. I love the original uh, 1989 for, for uh, Burden's film. I like the Tumblr. To me, th- this muscle car, this like, oh, I love this Batmobile. I so think it's much. the most realistic Batmobile also we've ever had. If I could get like a figure of that car. Oh, there's, 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 like, a, there's a Lego figure for 100 bucks. I want to buy it. I, I want it on my bookshelf. Like I want it sitting there. Okay. What's, what's going on? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> When when the Riddler is screaming, I got you, I got you, and you just see the the Batmobile appear or appear over the fire and land. Yeah. I remember I went to Nikki. You thought, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. Let me let me let me whisper it into the mic. I whisper into Nikki. You thought you got me, bitch. Like just like oh man, you idiot. You thought. But he's also see Batman. He got lucky. You know, oh yeah. Part, part of it is divine intervention. Like it, it, in no way should he have survived any of that. He shouldn't have. Like he got in multiple car wrecks, like multiple hits from multiple angles. He should have like fucked up a vertebrae, fucked up his neck. Like multiple things should be wrong with him. Um, but no, yeah. He, he keeps going after Penguin, and so he he takes him out. And then when he's walking towards him and he's upside down. It's just like that shot. Like that's in the trailer, but that fucking shot. Yeah. Um, but no, man, there, there's just so much to this. It, it, it's so layered. I also wanted to mention one more thing about Robert Pattinson's Batman uh, that we didn't mention. That's my mistake. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned how, <clears throat> how I do believe that the Riddler should be diagnosed in film, like in character in film with some kind of mental disability, like, like psychotic disorder, whatnot. I think Batman has something there too. Like he's antisocial. He is very di- like did like disassociative disorder. Like I think he has elements of that. I you're the psychology major. I could be wrong. Yeah. But he seems to have a thing where he can't really talk to people. Whereas yeah. Bruce Wayne in the comics, he's very he's a social person because he understands he needs to put up this front. This Batman is still too new to realize. Hey, I need to lie to people that way they can, I can keep my secret. He hasn't found that that uh, that work life balance yet. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Yeah, um, he's only like twenty seven. He's fine. Yeah, he's young. So like, yeah, um, I think they'll find more in like the upcoming sequels. But as it is, 
I think some of it just works extraordinarily well. And it's kind of hard to criticize it because I, I, I just love it. Um, there's a, there's something about the, the climax that I, that I want to talk to you about. And it's um, this movie uh, throughout, like we see Batman working with the police and you can see the police is not, is not a, uh, they don't love him. Like they, they have him because Jim wants him to be there. Yeah. And it's not until the end of the movie where we see like this flood come in and, 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 and everything. And I think the ending where, you know, you see his instinct is to like sacrifice himself for the city. Mm-hmm. And he has this great monologue um, about like, you know, his, his overall thoughts on like, I don't care about like anything else. Like I have to save the city. I have to like put myself for it. And visually it's represented by this scene where like, uh, the new mayor and, and like all these innocents are like trapped underwater and he like comes down and he turns on this flare light and he turns it on like visually wonderful like the, the color palette in this movie is mostly centered in black yellow and red and that red when he's like leading them out like li- literally leading leading them to the light um and then we see like this next scene where like he's carrying like this, this small child and he's helping he's helping them like he is the movie ends with him becoming that symbol that uh that heroism that that that, that the Gotham the Gotham believes in him um th- that he gives security that he is that because he's not that at the start mm-hmm. uh they see him as a freak they, they they see him as like oh he exists and it's not until that ending that we see him becoming that symbol that uh that that symbol of peace if you if you want oh uh, all my witches he was batman uh he wishes he had uh, the street cred of batman (laughs) uh he doesn't need to he's already the best and yeah there is something great and i think it's catwoman's words that like resonate with him and tell him like you're a rich kid like like of course you believe like some of the things that you believe and he has to lose her to like realize that so jesus christ i'm in love with the ending for this movie uh what did you think of the climax like um dude which part <laughs> which fucking oh, part yeah because oh, no because there's so much to it so to start when they capture the riddler like that was in the diner yeah yeah there you go okay so when they capture the riddler in the diner um it's and you see him for the first time. I'm again. I was. I was like. I have my jaw open, like smiling, like this is great. And Nikki's like, "You look crazy. Why are you smiling and la- and like with your mouth open?" I'm like, "Cause he looks like an actual murderer. Like he just look like this comic book like evil person with like prosthetics to make like a big smile. He doesn't yeah. look like this overly theatrical like dude with face makeup or whatever." Yeah. He doesn't look like you know, this comical mustache, like fucking uh, Raza Ghoul or whatever, or a muscle head. He looks like a real world, real world murderer. He looks like the kind of person that I would see his picture on like a YouTube thumbnail, you know, the Riddler, how, you know, a vigilante helped the cops catch, you know, the worst killer in, bat- in, in Gotham history. Like, I could see a documentary around this one fucking character. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, he looked real. And that's terrifying. And I love it because it's real. Like, he looks like he could actually exist. Because let's face it, even the one time that you see the Joker without, like, his makeup and just his facial scars, 
in the Dark Knight, even everyone's like, I've never seen a person that looks like that. But I've seen a million dudes with clear glasses and that haircut. And it is terrifying that any one of them could be this psychopath. Yeah. So I love that. I love when he's talking. And the thing is, I'm not 100% sure he figured out who, who Batman is. Because when they're interrogating him, when Batman's talking to him, he's like, Bruce Wayne. We almost, we didn't get him. Yeah. But that's okay. And and you see Batman's like, oh, thank God. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Because you see him, he's like, fuck, Ugh, he knows it's me. Yeah. And then the second he's, the second the Riddler's is like, we didn't get him. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank Jesus. What have you done? What yeah. have you done? Or whatever. And, and I also like his, this is, this is, no, 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 go ahead. I was going to say that even to a certain point, like you can kind of understand the Riddler's motivation. Like he was promised all this renewal. He was, pro he was promised that like the city would get better and it never got better. So he is kind of like this perfect foil for this Batman because the same way that Batman sees this place as like, uh, it has so much bad, I, I, I could make it better. Like somebody has to take charge. He sees it the same way. Like, hey, we were promised this. Nobody's taking charge. I'm going to take charge, you know? So yeah. they kind of work perfectly for each other in this scenario. What's called? Yeah. Um, they, I love when it clicks in Batman's head, like, you know, we're vengeance. Like, he's like, yeah. I didn't mean to do this. Yeah. Because he, he brings, the, he, he is the one that rang the bell. He called on these guys. He called on this fringe group. You know, he realizes I am making mistakes. I'm doing wrong in this, in this manner. Um, yeah. God damn, though. Again, beautifully shot. This movie's just beautiful all around. Um, but okay, so there's that part of the climax. And then um, when the ruler says, oh, man, you're not as smart as I thought you were. I'm like, oh, what? Okay, interesting. Um, <clears throat> and Batman goes back to the crime scene and Martinez is there. And he kind of has a moment where Martinez is just like, yeah, I'm not going to fuck with you. And yeah. uh, he's like, just, oh. Just lets him go, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's looking at the evidence, and then uh, he says, oh, that's that's a carpenter's hole. That, that's a, that's for a carpet. And Batman kind of yeah. strange side, like, how the fuck? Like, for just ha half a moment, he's like, are you in on this? Yeah. And Martina's like, no, 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 no. No, my, my, my uncle's a carpenter. Like, I just know. Like, that's a, that's a carpet thing to, to, like, stick it in. And I don't think anyone knows that that's what that tool was. Yeah. So the second that he, un that he undoes the carpet and he sees everything... It's just like, oh my god, it's about to go down. Yeah. Um, and the city begins to flood, and there's no time to react. There is no, you have five minutes to get all the vans. It's like, no, 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 we already did it. That, that's another thing of this film that they, that it does from a uh, seven, which yeah. is, or, and from I think Watchmen, the villain doesn't give you time to stop his plan. It's already in play. All you can do is pray to God that you survive it. Yeah. Because um. Because it happens multiple times. It happens when he um, he tries to flood the city. The vans already explode. Alfred, you know, I'm sorry, Bruce. I've been trying to call you. It happened an hour ago. Yeah. Like, you don't have a chance to stop it. You only pray to survive. Yeah. Um, like, all these... That's, that's the only scene with, like, the Alfred fake out of the... <laughs> oh, it happened an hour ago. That's the only scene that felt kind of Nolan-y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nolan, Nolan, though. I would argue in that in that aspect. Shit. Um, Shit. And I thought there's, there's no way they're going to kill Alfred, but I like that they yeah, killed him. Nah. I, I, I like that they went through that like fake out 
Because also Alfred was such a minor role in this film that it was possible. Yeah. There's um, a... I wanted to tell you, there's one scene, there's one thing that I like about, about this Alfred. There's a scene where like he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He wakes up. Bruce is next to him. And what's the first thing that Bruce tells him? He, he goes like... Uh, you lied to you me. Knew. You lied to me. And like like my father killed. And, he, and like Andy Circus's face goes from like you know, cuddly Alfred to like I've killed a bitch, you know? <laughs> he goes into like, like you rich, you uh, privileged asshole. Like <laughs> you have no idea the stories that I've had, the things that have happened to me, you disgusting little snot shit. You know what? Good time wasn't even that good. Like I, 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 I <laughs> I'm kidding. Good time was amazing. Uh, yeah, like I, I felt like all the like God, like he became Gollum for like a second. Like he was ready to kill this kid. <laughs> like, uh, and he and that was great because you know we always see Alfred as like this very strong presence, but very rarely as like this violent presence. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I like that uh, on par with some of my favorite uh, Alfred moments, like in the animated series where. He, where you know, they find the bad game and he comes out and he's like, yes, I am Batman. You know, like, <laughs> you know, he has, he, he has, he's great there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, before we close out, before we end, I don't want to end, but we need to talk about uh, what everyone is talking about. And that is at the end, we see the Riddler in Arkham and he has a, he has a little neighbor. Um. Honestly, you know, sequel bait, of course it has to happen. It's the only part that, that I feel you could cut out. But you being a big fan, you be, you knowing exactly what I'm talking about, how did you feel about that scene? As someone who's worked in a prison? Pretty accurate. <laughs> pretty I was accurate. going on the angle of like, what do you think of... Uh, <laughs> of seeing you know, the... Ba- Barry Kilhan playing... The Joker, you know, <clears throat> possibly the Joker. Yeah, it, it, come on, come on. All right, come on. It's the Joker. I'm curious to see how, how the role he plays in the next one because this was a fresh take on the Riddler. I'm curious how, what's going to be the fresh take on the Joker in this one because yeah, I mean we've seen the social outcast version in Joker, the actual fucking Raider R film. Yeah, uh, we've seen like the domestic terrorist version of the Joker in you know Heath Ledger. So I'm curious to see, like, what are we going to get here? Are we going to get, like, a manic serial killer that just murders people for shits and giggles? Or is it going to be a different take on it? Also, how does he escape? Are we going to get a Harley Quinn in this one as well? Um, I wasn't initially a fan of the prosthetic makeup, I'll be honest, until I realized, wait, they did it on Penguin, and it looks pretty fucking great. Maybe yeah. they can pull off Joker makeup with this kid. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to act ba- through it. Because Barry Cohen fantastic actor he was great in dunkirk he was great in eternals he was great in uh, green knight yeah. um he's young he's like a year older than 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 you uh he's like a two years older than me yeah. uh he's a young kid and like i think he can do amazing if 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 i had been matt reeves mm-hmm. i would have you know put him mm-hmm. but i wouldn't have used his voice mm-hmm. i would have been like hey mark hamill are you busy can you like come in for like six hours? Cause like, can you imagine the fucking tingles? 
like if you had heard like Mark Hamill's vocal, because like if you weren't gonna show him, yeah, like go all out, you know. But I mean that would that would set unfortunate uh, expectations. Also, yeah, though, yeah. if they're gonna do this sequel in the next five years, they probably actually could have done either a live action Mark Hamill Joker or may- even William Dafoe. They could have brought him in to play Joker because yeah. it's like okay. We're going to shoot the shot in the next five years. You don't have to be the character for the next 20 years, like in fucking MCU or DC. So yeah, if he's going to have one run at it, give him the one run at it. Did you saw what Willem Dafoe said about that when he hosted SNL recently? What? So he hosted SNL like around the time where uh, Spider-Man came out mm-hmm. and he did his monologue and, and he said, you know, people have told me that I can be like extreme and that I'm a very physical, theatrical actor with my face. And people have told me, hey, you should play the Joker. And, you know... You know, it's not the compliment that you think it is because you're basically <laughs> telling someone, hey, you could be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you got the face for it, pal. <laughs> well, yeah. If you've seen the Florida Project, you know that he's not William Defoe, he's William the Friend. And <laughs> but now Barry Cohen, uh, that scene was so atmospheric and so well. And yeah, it's it's sequel bait. It, it's it's on the part of like the ending of Batman Begins where they show like the Joker card. Yeah. Um, but my whole theater went fucking nuts when when he when he said like it turns you into a clown, and we were all like, Oh, we know what's gonna happen. Oh. And then we hear like the maniacal laugh, and he, that's great. That was a great little scene. Yeah. I, I love the part uh, when he's like the fewer of me you have, the more valuable I am. Yeah. Friends. Like, I'm like, oh my god. Oh, what if he's the cult leader Joker? Yeah. Because he's like, he's he's getting the Riddler under his wing. What if he's that guy? Like, I have all these people beneath me. Go. <gasps> the Batman, Arkham Asylum. Who, who do you trust to do this, to do that film, if no one else other than Matt Reeves? Matt Reeves? Listen, I don't want to say Guillermo del Toro, but... but Guillermo del Toro has his own problems to work through. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Matt Reeves is a good, it's a good staple because the, the Ape trilogy was great. Well, he only did two and three, but like he, he did great on those. Well, no, I remember thinking that the third one was amazing because I'm like, they make me give a shit about Caesar. Like, I really yeah. like this character. Um, and they killed him. And I was like, oh my God, I feel more for losing this guy than I did in like... What's another movie? Uh, I walked to remember. I didn't give a fuck when that lady died. <laughs> but Caesar? Oh no, not him. To be fair, no. To be fair, nobody cares about that lady. <laughs> what in a walk to remember? Yeah, nobody cares about him. What? Yeah. Are being sarcastic? No. It's one of the biggest like heartbreaking movies that like people have ever talked. Oh, I didn't give a fuck when Jack died. There what you Jack? go. Let, 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 let me be equal here. In Titanic, when Jack dies, Jack oh. Dawson. That makes more sense. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about you, Jack. I knew you for all of three days. I'm gonna forget about you if after like five beers, <laughs> six if it's a hard day. Yeah, but uh, overall, man, this movie is God. This movie is so layered. We're, I want to do an episode where we do comparisons between this and The Dark Knight, or we at least discuss similar elements and differences and strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. But um, this film, shit, I've never given this grade before. But A plus 10 out of 10. Like, I'm Jesus. gonna rewatch this film. Here's a spoiler alert, folks. I haven't, I've only seen Justice League, the Zack Snyder version, twice ever. 
I've only seen Batman vs Superman like four or five times. Like I haven't rewatched those movies extremely frequently because after like twice, I remember everything. It's so vivid. I can see myself rewatching this film multiple, multiple, multiple times. Like the Dark Knight, I've seen the Dark Knight probably like twenty or thirty times. I'm gonna end up doing that with this film and just re-examining it and catching new shit every time I watch it. It's gonna be a first, bud. Yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time that we both give ten out of ten to a movie. I think because like I've given ten out of ten to like Parasite. And so like other things, but like for the elements that work for what it's trying to do, for what it's trying to set up, mm-hmm. this is a home run. I, I am going to watch, I, I don't want to watch this again on HBO. I'm going to watch it again on the big screen the second that I can. And yeah, fucking love it. This is God. So good. Yeah. So good. Like all the elements just work. Like I said, one of my favorite bat suits ever. One of my favorite Batmobiles ever. Possibly the greatest Catwoman ever. Sorry, Anne Hathaway. There's a uh, best Penguin ever. Best Riddler ever. Like best Gotham. A lot of elements that just really, really work. Don't fail here. I am afraid of how this movie is going to age. That is the only thing that I'm like concerned. Uh, and the fact that it's not like for the audience. For, for the whole audience, because either people are going to be like, oh, that's a weird bleep on the radar that happened. That was pretty good. Or they're, or in a, like a few years, we're going to be calling this one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. I fear the Dark Knight's shadow is a large one. That is the only thing I fear. And sadly, mm-hmm. we are going to fail into that comparing itself to each other. Like, I am very afraid that I'm going to be like, oh, I really like this one. And people are going to be like, well, I like Dark Knight more. Like, we're not talking about that. This is just mm-hmm. good on itself, you know? Yeah. And and like I said, if you didn't like this movie, if it's not for you, wait a couple of years, there will be another one. Like there, all, there will always be another Batman. Yeah, we just gotta make sure that every time there's a good, there's a new one, it's a good one. And to me, this is a great one. Yeah, kid, uh, parents, if you're, if you're listening to this, leave the kids at home. This is not for the for the little ones. Also, this is a PG-13 movie. It's not hard R. Because the only F-bomb is done by, like, one cop that goes, happy fucking Halloween. Like, that's it. Like, and I, feel I, like didn't, that ca- I didn't even catch the F-bomb. It's like at the start, where, uh, where ba- Batman comes in with Jim, and one of the cops is like, this is probably your favorite day of the year, you freak. Happy fucking Halloween. I didn't catch that. You know, although, you know what I think would have been awesome? If, uh, if Batman had used the one fuck right when the, right when the explosions all happened, he's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want badly I want so badly for Batman to drop an F bomb, but man, um, but yeah, man, I oof, I cannot wait. Oh, you can't tell a quick story of the the story of the six tickets. Please do. All right, folks. So something fun happened. Um, <clears throat> I bought tickets for the bat for the Dark Knight for the Batman for the Batman. Uh, for the Batman at a seven p.m. IMAX showing. Right, and I bought those right when they went on sale. I was at the gym and I was refreshing. I was like, "Okay, purchase." Right, and all good, all good. And then at work, they decide to move me from one spot to another. They can just completely move me. Um, and so I'm stuck closing on that Thursday, so I can't go watch the premiere anymore. So I bought two new tickets for the next day in IMAX at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find them. Right, but here's the thing: in between me buying them and going to the Batman, I got a new phone and a new phone number. 
yeah. the tickets were saved on my previous phone. And I don't have an account with Fandango. Now I do, though, because of this. So after the fact, I realized I couldn't find my tickets. And I went to the theater and they couldn't find any history of my ticket purchases either. Yeah. So I'm like, son of a bitch. I went to the far theater. And they couldn't have no. So I'm like, I lost them. So I, I had to buy two more tickets for the IMAX. But this time, instead of doing it in, in XD, I bought it for IMAX. So we go to IMAX and my wife scans my fucking card. There's four tickets there. So I didn't Shit. buy them in XD. I bought them in IMAX. So I bought six fucking tickets for a movie I saw once. <laughs> you know how much money that, that's wasted? But I don't care. Because I love this fucking movie. It was great. And I'll watch it again. Can you imagine Matt Reeves like this? Can you imagine like, look at all the, bu- look at the, the box office that we made. And you're, you're like, yeah, that's all for me. <laughs> a good, I, you look, man, I haven't. Happy to I, help, but like. Happy to help. <laughs> but like. Uh, yeah. Oh, but okay. All right. Let's sign off. Because man. This is almost a. This is an hour and a half review, at least. It's an hour and a half review, yeah. And there's still so much we missed. Okay, so I guess there's not a lot. Well, there is more to say, but you know, we'll we'll save you from that. But that should be it from us. This is uh, we're signing off. This is the Saturday, the fifth of March. Uh, we have like some some more reviews. You know, some more movies that are going to be coming out this month, and we're going to close this month with uh, the Oscars. I think it's on the twenty seventh. And um, after that, we have our, our top 10 animated film, film list, which yep. uh, that's, that's like been consuming my thoughts for the past couple of weeks because it's <laughs> been really hard. Uh, but that's the plans for the rollback. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the movie. We hope you enjoyed our thoughts. Uh, we're signing off. My name was Chema. I've been Eddie. And this, and this was the rollback. Was the rollback. Signing off with a reminder to just move. You live in Gotham, just find a way. Just get the fuck out of there. Like, you're not... You're, no. If you're... No. Just get the fuck out of there. I <laughs> don't have a sign. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>